Up next, the news you can use from YAA. It's your 30-minute fix for all your car questions, industry news, and tips you can use when buying your next vehicle. We're your hosts, Ray and Zach Shepska, the founders of YAA. We're here every weekday, live at noon Eastern. Check us out at joinyaa.com. Come on! Well, it's noon here in Bethesda, Maryland, and this is news that you can use from YAA with your hosts, Zach and Ray. How are you today? I am doing well this morning, Pops. How about yourself? Well, you know, I'm I'm thinking about actually putting the hoodie on top of the head because it's just a wee bit chilly in here. What do you make of my out-the-door price hoodie? Uh, you know, I'm jealous. I want one. And I know you've ordered me one, so I, I can't soon. wait for it to come in. Yeah, It'll be here soon. Uh, Shop.joinya.com. Thank you to everyone. We had multiple hats purchased yesterday. Pops, multiple hats purchased on the JoinYAA.com. Really? Shop. Super excited about that, Dad. Yeah. We're going to kick today's show off with a major enforcement by the FTC pulled up right here. This is a local-to-us auto dealer. Yes, this is Passport Automotive. They uh, are paying back $3.3 million to customers who are harmed by two things. Two things. Two things? The two things. The two things. Charging illegal junk fees and discriminating against black and Latino customers. Oh, my goodness. Is this the first time we've heard of this? Uh, Mapleton did this earlier this year, didn't they? Uh, it, 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 it's... It. It's the first time we heard of it today. <laughs> so what, what happened? What, what's going on? Well, if you saw advertised prices, um, well, when you went into, if you were interested in buying that car, when you went in to buy the car, well, then you were hit with additional junk fees, such as reconditioning fees or pre-delivery inspection fees or certification fees. And, well, guess what? Those fees are all supposed to be listed in the in the advertised price. So, um, yeah, you're not supposed to do that. And then, and then on top of that, um, they would discriminate against Black and Latino customers by charging them higher fees and higher interest rates than they did uh, to their white customers. Well, and and let me pull it up because I think it's worth FTC. Here we can even we can do it all together. Napleton. Let me share the screen. Let's do this all together because this is a story now that we've seen twice this year with major enforcements mm -hmm. right here. Here it is on the FTC's website. Yeah. FTC takes action. FTC takes action against multi-state auto dealer Napleton for sneaking illegal junk fees onto bills and discriminating against black consumers. Napleton Auto will pay a record setting $10 million in the case brought jointly with the state of Illinois. This is from April 1st of this yes. year. Let's jump to today's story. Let me zoom back up to the top. Federal Trade Commission takes action against Passport Automotive Group for illegally charging junk fees and discriminating against black and Latino customers. It's yes. the same headline. And, and you know, if I may, I, I don't want to say that I'm familiar with the Passport Automotive Group. They're a local group. group, of course. They're you a know local them. group. Uh, they, they own two uh, fairly large mini dealerships. Uh, Mini, mini of Arlington, of, mini of Montgomery County, and, and Alexandria. Uh, and many of Alexandria. Um, they were competitors of mine for years and years and years when I ran uh, the mini store in, in uh, many of Baltimore County. Um, and, you know, I know quite a few of the people over there, uh, but I did not know uh, that they were necessarily participating in, in these type of actions. Uh, but I'm certainly glad uh, that, that, A, they got caught, 
and B, even though they're admitting no guilt, yeah. uh, that B, they, they've agreed to pay $3.38 million um, back to customers back to customers to make up for, um, you know, their, their indiscretions. And it's, you know, we, you know, we often talk about governmental agencies and that there's rules and regulations on the books and that they don't seem to enforce them yep. to the degree that they should. And I personally, I think this year we've seen more enforcement actions brought against the dealers and large dealer groups than we have in the past. And it's about time. And I'm, I'm glad to actually see this happening. And, and I do hope that the $3.38 million um, makes it back to those customers that were taken advantage of. Um, and my guess is knowing, knowing this group and knowing the volumes that they do, that the $3.38 million is just a drop in the bucket. Um, yet probably, probably meant for a uh, pretty, uh, pretty miserable day around dealer headquarters, uh, yeah. when, when this was agreed to, and they knew that it was going to be, uh, the there, FTC was going to do the press release that there yeah. was going to be the press release and there were going to be stories about it. Uh, so people are probably hanging their heads to a degree um, as you should. I mean, let's but, let's dig into the to the details of the of the press release here, Dad, a little bit, Dad. Charging illegal junk fees. Passport advertises cars as certified, inspected or reconditioned at specific prices. But the FTC alleges that when customers try to pay the amount advertised for those vehicles, Passport adds hundreds or thousands of dollars in fees. These fees either increase the price over what was advertised or negate any discounts the consumers negotiated. The complaint cited uh, cites one case in which a vehicle was advertised for $24,050, and it was in fact sold for $26,440 due to illegal add-on fees. Passport frequently describes the extra fees it charges to customers for inspection, reconditioning, or certification as required when in many instances automakers specifically prohibit dealers from charging separately for certification costs. That is correct. Wow. Yeah. You, 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 it has to be like, if you're selling a certified vehicle, well, the, it, the certification fees have to be built into the asking price. It's not, Hey, here's the price of the car. And, um, well, we have certified it. So it's an extra $1,999 or, um, you know, we've inspected it to be certified. And if you'd like to buy it as a certified vehicle, uh, that would be an extra $1,999. If you're selling it as a certified vehicle, then it has to be advertised and priced as a certified vehicle with the cost of the certification built into the asking price. It's not that hard. Let's read about the discrimination and then let's talk about the enforcement action. And yes. then let's follow that up with that. Why can we get press releases like this after we thought we needed to get new rules on the books. Like I I'm proud of the FTC for taking action, but I'm also confused. And I want to talk about that a little okay. bit with you and the community, but the other piece that discriminating against black and Latino customers, the complaint alleges that passport regularly charges black and Latino customers more in financing costs and fees than they charge non-Latino white consumers. Although Passport claimed that it had a policy to prevent discrimination, the complaint alleges that Passport did not even enforce or monitor the policy. The FTC's complaint alleges that Black and Latino consumers paid on average about $291 and $235, respectively, more in interest than non-Latino white consumers did. It also alleges that Black and Latino consumers paid on average an extra fee 24% and 42% more often, respectively, than non-Latino white consumers consumers. 
sounds discriminatory to me. Sounds like a dealership I don't want to do business with. Uh, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you want to do business with people that that are open, honest, and transparent. It, it, you know, and and yeah, I was in retail automotive for forty three years. Yes, is it difficult to do that? Is it difficult if you are an honest dealer, um, advertising honest? prices, honest asking prices, to have to then explain to you, to any consumer that might come in to look at that vehicle why your vehicle is priced higher than everybody else's. Um, and then to convince them, to convince the consumer, well, you know, we're telling you the truth. And, and I suppose because the other dealer's price is so low that you're going to feel compelled to go over there to find out if they are in fact telling you the truth or lying to you. Yeah. And the only thing I ask is that when you go there and find out that they have lied to you to get you in the door, that you decide that you don't want to reward somebody that would mislead you with your business. Pops, there's one other piece to this puzzle that I want to cover then the enforcement action. Mm -hmm. Please everyone be sitting down as I share this. A group of car dealerships and their president and vice president have settled with the Federal Trade Commission that against the fact that against allegations that they had mailed more than 21,000 fake urgent recall notices to consumers in 2015 and 2017. This is Passport Automotive, the same group. Yes. You don't even have to look that far. They settled back in 2018. They sent 21,000 of these direct mailers to customers in bold at the top saying urgent recall. 7,000 Toyota customers at Passport, 14,000 Nissan customers. There was no recall. Well, 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 I will tell you that the that the uh, direct marketing company, if you'll pull that up again yep. real quick for me so I can read it, yep. you know, the, the, the red box. Oh, the red box. Yes. Um, that the, the direct mail marketing company uh, said, no, no, we're fine with this because the first line is your vehicle may, may be under one or more. It didn't say for sure. Now, you wouldn't take that from the urgent recall notice that is the big bold headline. Um, and so that's the type of uh, crap that that dealerships and marketing companies uh, try to foist onto uh, consumers on a daily basis. Um, so part of it is, as a consumer, you have to be informed enough and educated enough to understand that a lot of this is just BS, and you have to read through it and understand that it's just a, a, a fabricated call to action uh, in order to try and get you into the dealership and not necessarily a legitimate call to action. All right, so back to the enforcement action. What yes. is actually going to happen? Passport, its president, and its vice president have agreed to a proposed federal court order that would prohibit them from charging different groups different markups. The order would require Passport to establish a fair lending program to ensure it does not discriminate going forward, including a provision that will require each Passport dealership location to either charge no financing markup or charge the same markup rate to all consumers. What do you think they're going to do? Uh, my guess is they're going to charge the same markup to all consumers, um, except, of course, there'll, there'll be exceptions to that when they have to compete with a credit union or this or that. Um, but they'll it, cap it. It's, it's probably going to be like they, they start well, everyone with like two basis, uh, yes. 200 basis points. Two yes. point, which yeah. which is allegedly where they've always been at, at their dealership. Allegedly. Um, you know, but they'll, they'll, they'll work their way around it. 
All right, number two on the list, prohibit yeah. them from deceiving consumers about prices and fees. The order would prohibit Passport from misrepresenting the cost or terms to buy a lease or finance a car or whether a fee or charge is optional. It would also require them to only charge consumers fees with their express informed consent. I like that. Sounds so, good. Yes, sounds like uh, what one of the uh, proposals to their new rules and regulations. And the third and final piece is to require them to pay money to refund customers. Uh, the order would require Passport to pay the FTC $3.38 million to refund consumers harmed by Passport's unlawful actions. They, the, the piece that's missing in this FTC uh, press release is how many years they're looking at, mm -hmm. how people can get the refunds, things like that. So I imagine we'll get more news. And as we do, we'll share it. But, Dad, this brings to light why why were over 10,000 comments left? And why did we make dozens of videos and do live streams and talk about the FTC's newly proposed rules to rein in shady car dealer practices when it kind of looks like they have the authority to do it right now? Um. They do have the authority to do it right now. Um, they just they they want to have they want to make sure that they have additional authorities, um, uh, and and that there's express um, verifications as to <clears throat> what dealers are allowed to do, and they you know they want to get into greater detail through the rules and regulations so that it'll be harder for dealers to circumvent the rules yep. and it'll be easier for the FTC to bring actions against those who do break the rules. And let's remind everyone, reportfraud.ftc.gov. This is where you go. This is yes. where the process starts. Enough yes. people do this. The FTC will take action. We'll see what we've saw, uh, you know, happen here with Passport, what we saw earlier this year with Coons Automotive in mm -hmm. Maryland as well what we saw with Napleton. Yes. And I will scroll down just a little bit here. In the last 10 years alone, the FTC has brought more than 50 law enforcement actions related to automobiles and helped lead two nationwide law enforcement sweeps that include 181 state-level enforcement actions wow. in these areas. So yes. we are seeing, and it is interesting, there was one dissenting vote uh, on the five-person commission for the uh, for the, the settlement here, uh, essentially. And it was interesting, the dissenting vote, he literally says he agrees with everything. It's just he felt like the law was overreaching. But yeah. anyway. He, he, he dissented based on a technicality. Exactly. Primarily. Exactly. Yes. Now, Dad, there are a host of other legal things going on today. You're kidding. Why don't we turn our attention? Let me pull it up on the screen. Give me one second here. We'll talk about Carvana. Um, they have filed a, what the heck did they do? They filed something in. They're looking in, to to stay the uh, um, order in Michigan to reinstate their license. They so the same exact thing that they did yeah. in Illinois. Let me pull it up on the screen here so we can all read together. They had essentially, yeah, they asked for the court to deny Carvana, or they asked for the court to uh, do an injunction. Yes. To stop the state's attorney general from removing their, the secretary of state from removing yeah. their dealer's license. And a Michigan officials have, have essentially said, do not do that. Yes. So we have and, a legal and, and fight if you, going And on. if you read, uh, if you yeah. read it, uh, the state of Michigan is asking the court to deny Carvana's bid to prevent state regulators from suspending its operating license, saying the online used vehicle retailer is unlikely to prevail in its case. Um, and, and the reason they're unlikely to prevail on their case is because they keep violating the state's uh, laws when it comes to having to, um, to file to have title changed within yeah. 15 days of selling a vehicle. Um, and until Carvana can figure out ways to 
to um, file those that paperwork within the 15 days as mandated by the state, they should be prevented from, I mean, because all the other dealers in the state have figured out how to do it. It's not new. It's just new to Carvana. Uh, you know, it, it, it's probably been the same laws for God knows how many years. And, and the vast majority of the, of the dealerships in the state of Michigan don't seem to have an issue with filing the paperwork in a timely manner. Uh, you know, if if Carvana can't, then they shouldn't be able to do business there. It should be, it should be the same rules for every retailer, automotive retailer in the state of Michigan, and they shouldn't have a separate rule for Carvana because, well, they've proven over the course of time that they just can't get it done. You want one more? The trifecta of legal actions in automotive. Okay. We have this one, Dad, coming from the FBI this time. That was fascinating. <laughs> um, the Southern District of Texas, the U.S. Attorney's General's office there. A 51-year-old, well, quote, used car king of New York pleads guilty in nationwide scheme to sell thousands of fraudulent Texas, uh, Texas, excuse me, Texas vehicle tags. A 51-year-old man who advertised himself as, quote, the used car king of New York has admitted to conspiring to commit wire fraud announced the U.S. Attorney General. Yeah. The, the, the first thing that you would know that's fraudulent about this guy is to say that he's the used car king of New York. <laughs> yeah, I think that's fair. The gentleman's name is Octavian. He pleaded guilty to conspiring with other residing others residing in the Southern District of Texas uh, to buying and selling thousands of fraudulent Texas-issued temporary buyer tags for cars outside of Texas without a legitimate vehicle purchase. What, what could be wrong with that? The gentleman and his co-conspirators used the internet to buy and sell the fraudulent state-issued buyer's tags and exchange proceeds from the illegal tag sales as part of his plea. He acknowledged he and his co-conspirators communicated through accounts on Gmail, Instagram, and Facebook to receive, very sophisticated, yeah. to receive and deliver <laughs> fraudulent buyer tags to purchasers all over the United States, including New York, Florida, in Washington, D.C. He also admitted that he and his co-conspirators advertised the state-issued buyer's tags on social media platforms and received a shared fraud uh, proceeds via electronic payments from Cash App and Zelle. The U.S. District um, Judge is uh, going to sentence him on February 6th. He's looking at up to 20 years in prison and a quarter of a million dollar fine. Yeah. And, and, and the why FBI is offering a $5,000 reward for the other two gentlemen who are part of the case. Yes, they're trying to find them. Uh, but yeah, I mean, why? Why, why, why wouldn't do you car dealers have a bad rap? I yeah. don't know. And, and and why wouldn't you just use social media and Gmail and things like that? Because you know it's so hard to track that stuff. Yeah, it really is. Um, yeah. So that shows that that shows that typically those that get caught get caught because well they're not all that bright. <laughs> Leon's got this here. Zach, did you cover the $100 million fine GM was hit with for knowingly selling defective vehicles? Or is that too small of a matter? Did you see this? Yeah. yeah. Pull it up. All right. Yeah, Let me come a on. Today, today is the fine and litigation day here at, uh, here at uh, Join YAA with news that you can use. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's crazy. There it is. Yeah, this is from October 4th. Yep. Give me yeah. a second. I'm pulling from... Sorry, this this site's paywalled. Uh, here, um, wasn't it, it on Automotive News? It was. Yeah. Well, here we'll just pull this up for the meantime. Yeah. Yeah, GM. You read the article. I, 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 and I'm just like disgruntled that this is even happening. 
GM hit with a $100 million verdict in engine defect class action. A California federal jury found Tuesday that GM breached certain warranties and violated a state consumer protection law by selling cars with hidden engine defects that caused excessive oil consumption, awarding 38,000 owners that over $100 million. Does this not sound eerily similar to what's going on with Hyundai and Kia as well? Yes. Their Theta engines? Yes. And, and you know, the the... The, the real issue is that manufacturers discover these issues, these problems, these, um, these uh, engineering issues in these vehicles, and they don't do anything about them initially, and they don't inform their customers that, that this is going on. And they kind of try and hide it as long as they can, and then they figure, well, you know, if we can hide it as long as we can, it's worth $100 bucks. You know, it's the whole system, it appears, yeah, is built on greed. Um, you know, it, it's the conversations in boardrooms and, and, and uh, corporate offices doesn't seem to go down the path of what's the right thing to do. It's always, well, how can we hide this from from uh, everyone and how long can we hide this before we get caught and then what do we think the the amount it'll cost us for having hit it will be and does that make more business sense to do it that way than to just admit that we have the issue up front um and and too many on the corporate side of things figure it out and go, well, you know, if this is an eight or a 10 year problem and it's only going to end up costing us a hundred million dollars, it's better to do that um, than, than to take a hit presently. And that's, you know, it's, I've said, I, I, I've said for years, I don't know why it's so hard to do the right things. Um, but apparently, apparently it is. Uh, because most people choose not to. Most businesses choose not to. When given the option of choosing, hey, let's do the right thing or let's do the wrong thing, um, too many businesses go with, okay, we'll do the wrong thing. I mean, we just talked about it the other day. Hyundai, Kia, they're allocating an additional $2 billion, billion dollars to against, losses yes. associated with recall work, warranty work, issues with their, you know, their vehicles. Ford, I know they blamed it on supply chain, but it they also came out in their quarterly earnings and said it's quality issues. Yes. Ford put a billion dollars aside. We're, we're spending more in warranty costs than we had initially anticipated. You know who, who there's a handful of automakers who aren't sending out these types of messages. I haven't seen this for Toyota. I mean, Toyota's had their issues. Like, don't yeah, get me wrong. Yeah. But every, every automaker every, will. Every, every manufacturer. Has, I haven't seen this yeah. from Subaru. No. I haven't seen it from Toyota, Subaru. I, I would even go. I haven't seen it from Mazda. I, I, and I'm running out of names. Yeah, no, I, I think, <laughs> I, I think, the smart way to approach it is to, um, is to just admit when you have a problem, rather than than try and hide the problem, and then have to uh, beg. You know, as, as salespeople, huh. we used to we used to say to customers, um, especially if 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 a, a, a gentleman would come in and didn't have his wife and he, you know, the excuse was, well, you know, I need to talk to my wife and, and, you know, salespeople oftentimes would say, well, um, you know, 
doesn't it make more sense to beg for forgiveness than to ask for permission? And, and you know, that's really a... a that's a pretty terrible line. It is. That's terrible. Well, I was going to say, you know, it's it's really a miserable psychological yeah, terrible. to pull on people. That poor insecure person. And, yeah, that's okay. terrible. But, but the reason I bring it up is it, is it seems that these corporations take the same approach. Wouldn't it be easier to beg for forgiveness from our customers than to admit that we were that there was a problem from the beginning. Oh, we're so sorry. We didn't catch it when we should have, or we didn't make you, Oh, please forgive us. And, and it's, it's a miserable psychological ploy that these corporations are using against consumers. That's, that's the point of it for me. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's just, both are miserable. <laughs> I, I will tell you that, when I ran dealerships, if I made a mistake, okay, which you and, made plenty, and I made plenty, because my God, you know, you're 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 dealing, you know, God knows how many deals in the, in, in yeah. the course of a day. I mean, mistakes can be made, um, but my point was that if I made a mistake and it was my mistake, I would raise my hand and I would go, "It's on me. I sh I should have caught that." I don't know why I didn't catch it. I'll I'll make sure that I try and do better the next time so that I don't repeat the same mistake. Um, and I didn't try to hide it. And I didn't try to pass it off as it was somebody else uh, or that there was a good reason for me uh, not to have caught that mistake. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I'm not saying I did that because I think I'm a special person. I, I don't. I'm just saying it because it was easier for me to live with myself <laughs> yeah. that way. Okay. And there's not enough people out there in the corporate side of things that feel that way. Um, they feel it's better to hide um, than, than to admit and, you know, or throw somebody else under the bus. If, if, if you f up, you f up, and you and you and you man up, and you and whatever the punishment is for having done it, you you suffer that punishment, and you and you learn from it, and you move on in life. Yeah. Okay. But you don't compound it. Well, but that there's also an alternative. You just never do anything wrong. You know, like like me. You, but, yeah. No, I'm just kidding. Just like you. Yes. Yeah, you've never made a mistake. <laughs> no, I completely agree with you, Dad. Yeah. And I think we're seeing, I think we are seeing the pressures of the, the supply chain issues over the most recent years, pushing some of these executives to a place where they're uncomfortable and they've made these decisions that maybe are lucrative in the short term, mm -hmm. costly in the long term. Yes. And we're seeing the ramifications of that. Yes, absolutely. So remember, Dad, when when um, Hino Motors, the Toyota, yes. the, the the truck company out of Japan that yes. Toyota was the majority or is the majority owner of the majority owner, yeah. In that culture, you don't lie. You don't yeah. cheat. And quite frankly, in every culture, you should not lie and you should not cheat, but especially in Japanese yeah. culture and business culture there. And remember what happened there. They they cheated on emissions for yes. decades. Decades. And Toyota came out. And what they do? They admitted it. They admitted it. And they said, we want to distance ourselves from Hino Motors. <laughs> yeah. We, we don't. We don't see the quite the same reaction here in the United States. We really don't. We yeah. see GM getting sued multiple states and trying to battle it tooth and nail. And of yeah. course, I get it. They've got to protect their state, their their stockholders and everything. And I don't know. Toyota just handled that, it a little differently. Doesn't the truth protect the stockholders better than, than I don't know, man. Than 
You're above my pay what, grade the, there. Doing what they're doing? You're above my pay grade at that Am point. I really? I think so. <laughs> I think so. Uh, it's just, you know, whether it be on a personal level or a corporate yeah. level or a business level, why is doing the right thing so hard? Just why? Why, why should that be so difficult? Why, why, why wouldn't we want to reward people and businesses and corporations that out, do? Out, it's calculated financial risk. That's what it is. I mean, yeah. we get it. We understand yeah. it. It's just frustrating that that's the reality. Pops, let's remind everyone. Yes. Back on the Join YAA website. I think we're building something that isn't that isn't isn't slimy, that isn't sleazy. We're not making mistakes today. That, And if we do make a mistake today, we own it. You know, like we're, we got a good thing going over here. Yes. Reminding everyone back on the website, we can help you with buying, selling, insuring, warranty, finance and refinance, the different membership options. If you're going to join YAA, now's the time to do it. We're still running the 50 off. It's great. We passed, we went, we're well over a hundred folks that have joined YAA. And plus. that's for the YAA plus. YAA plus yeah. yes. So join us, get the maintenance mm-hmm. and repair discounts, Get the discounts, the members-only pricing, I should say, on on uh, VSCs, extended mm-hmm. warranties, the car buying help, the car selling help. Super proud of what we're building here. Super, super proud of what we're building here. Feels like it's different. Feels like it's different than just the same old, same old. Like I feel, I'm not saying True Car has done any of the things that we just talked about. They, they haven't, as far as I'm aware. Mm-hmm. But it feels like we're not building True Car. <laughs> feels like we're actually building something that helps people, and it makes me so proud. Well, and we've and and you know, conservatively, we've saved people millions we, yeah. of dollars, millions Tens upon of millions. millions of dollars. Um, so yeah, the you know the 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 good that we're doing far outweighs the the cost that it, we've incurred so far. Pops, we got a question here from Sylvia. Can we add a search for hybrids? Yes, it actually already is there. So let me show you where it is. And then we're going to make it easier um, in Car Edge. And we're also, we're, we're like looking at Car Edge today with the team, super excited. Should okay. have like a small beta version of Car Edge next month. Ah, Something went wrong. I man, that's that annoying. Happened. Yeah, Sylvia, it's under powertrain. We should probably end the show so I can show a rush what just happened. But Sylvia, mm. it's under powertrain. Okay. So if you go to powertrain, you can choose hybrid. Pops, we will be back tomorrow, correct? Uh well, you know, God will and the creek don't rise. Uh, we'll be back here again tomorrow at noon Eastern at nine Pacific with more news that you can use from YAA. And we promise to make it well. How about Good News Thursday? Good news Thursday. Today was legal <laughs> action Wednesday. Tomorrow's good news Thursday. Yeah, we'll do our best. Thank you, everyone, for being here. We'll see you then. Absolutely. Thank you, everybody. See you back here tomorrow, you and many, many others. Join us again next time. Which is probably tomorrow. To get the news you can use from YAA. YAA is your trusted source for all things auto. Thanks for listening. See you soon.